baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. My high top shoes and my hair piled high up on my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. Good morning. It is time to talk with Johnny Rabbit. We're going to be talking about songs from Saint about St. Louis. That yes, was one yes, of them. we are, Scott. Well, thank you, and thanks for that Thanksgiving soundtrack today. That is terrific. Oh, thank you. I feel like I should be sitting at the counter at Alice's Restaurant having <laughs> scrambled eggs and brains <laughs> like they used to serve with the Majestic. Uh, well, anyway, here I am. And I've got to thank all our KMOX listeners for tuning in, too. I'm told we're even going to have a couple from Kanab, Utah, wherever the heck that is, listening today. Our subject is St. Louis set to music, and we start with the 1948 song, that was a hit record on 78, of course, by the Ray McKinley Big Band, spinoff of the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Then, for some strange reason, the song was featured by vocalist Peggy King in the 1955 movie Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy. I have no idea why. Maybe the mummy was from here. It was also recorded by people as varied as Tom Jones and Chuck Berry. The song, You Came a Long Way from St. Louis, But Baby You Still... Got a long way to go. Shows up quite often in different albums. There are a lot of versions of it. Speaking of Chuck, his best-remembered hit that references St. Louis is Back in the USA with the lyric, Oh, well, oh, well, I feel so good today. We touched ground on an international runway, jet-propelled back home from over the seas to the USA. New York, Los Angeles, oh, how I yearn for you. Detroit, Chicago, Baton Rouge, let alone just to be at my home back in old St. Louis. Chuck's original hit was in 1959. Then in 1978, Linda Ronstadt also made it a hit. And on October 16, 1987, Linda joined Chuck on stage at the Fabulous Fox for his 60th birthday celebration. She hated what happened on stage. And she was so embarrassed, she actually left the theater and didn't even come back for the the late night show. But, but you can enjoy that duet. It's in a movie made at the Fox called Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll. Chuck's home from 1950 to 58 was at 3137 Whittier. The top St. Louis-related song by the king of ragtime, that's Scott Joplin, is The Cascades. Why? Why related to St. Louis? Well, it was inspired by The Cascades at our St. Louis World's Fair. Uh, well, you, you might want to visit uh, information about the fair next year. Uh, it's going to be a new World's Fair exhibition, brand new from top to bottom at the Missouri History Museum. It opens in early 24. An organization you might want to join if you're really a World's Fair fan is the St. Louis World's Fair Society, a really very active group. And for more on Scott Joplin, there's the Scott Joplin House State of Missouri Historic Site. Really a well-done building. It's a 2658 Delmar. Been there for quite a few years. It's just west of Jefferson on the south side of the street. Well, mentioning the History Museum reminds me, i got to invite you to the museum's Lee Auditorium for a history of St. Louis radio and TV. It's free, 
And it's a week from Tuesday. Tuesday, December 5th, doors to the museum open at 10. Auditorium opens at 10.30. We'll have old radio station-style piano music by Mary Ann Schulte. Back in the old days, every radio station had a piano, and usually a pianist full-time. From 11 to noon, we'll hear from former CBS Radio White House correspondent Peter Mayer. He'll be flying in for the program. There'll be radio and TV sports covered by the multi-award-winning Ed Wheatley. We'll have a conversation with pictures with author and documentarian Candace O'Connor, mostly about radio and TV stations that were in the greater Central West End area. There were over 15. They include KPLR and KTVI, KMOX, KXLK, and more. At noon, Candace O'Connor and Ed Wheatley will have a meet-and-greet book signing at the museum shop. Really some good gift ideas there. We'll also hear from Joe Holloman. Joe, the most recent Post-Dispatch radio TV writer, who now covers the political beat and his column, Political Fix. And who knows, maybe maybe Scott Jagow will make a cameo appearance. I don't know. <laughs> Former KMOX newsman Rick Wallace also plans to be there, too, to be MC. I hope you can make it, as after 30 years of presenting programs at the History Museum, I'm planning this one to be my last. But I will continue with regular presentations and more for Oasis. The next one will be on the 12th of December. Our final St. Louis theme song, really the biggest of them all, includes the very well-known lyric, I hate to see the evening sun go down. Hate to see the evening sun go down because my baby, he done left this town. That's some W.C. Handy, William Christopher Handy's St. Louis Blues, which is inspired by the lament of a lady. He saw it out on the riverfront, and she was really down and out, and he was too at the time, and he kept her her thoughts in his mind, and finally wrote St. Louis Blues in 1914, and it became the second most recorded song in American music history. Stardust uh, comes in at number one. Even Chuck Berry did it. But to many, the best version was by Louis Armstrong with an orchestral arrangement by Leonard Bernstein. And you can find that if you can get documentaries on wherever you get documentaries on the documentary Sexmo the Great. Gosh, look at our time. We didn't even get to meet me in St. Louis and oh, so many other things like Get Your Kicks and Route 66. We'll have to do those sometime. We didn't even talk about the classical recording of Symphony for St. Louis by the Rome Philharmonic Orchestra. And there were songs like Arthur Pryor's St. Louis Rag, and I don't remember it, which was in 1904. Bess Osman had a big hit called The St. Louis Tickle from 1906. And Emmett Miller, he was a minstrel yodeler who in the 20s did Ghost of the St. Louis Blues that was redone by Leon Redbone in 1975. Gosh, we may not even have, well, I think we've got enough time. Let's see if Scott Jagow can sing a little of the St. Louis Blues for us. I don't know, maybe he can. Well, we'll find out right now, and also find out what's going on on KMOX. Now, let's go back to the studio and Scott Jagow. Thank you, Johnny. I am not going to sing, though. You don't want that. Sorry, Nobody Dad. wants that. However, <sighs> you said December mm -hmm. 5th uh, at 11 yes, sir. at the History Museum. Yes, sir. I'll be there. Yes. I can do that. Oh, Great, great, great. People will be so excited and thrilled. They'll dance. They'll sing. Oh, well, <laughs> it'll be fun. You'll have a great time. We'll talk more about that. Yeah, sounds Thank great. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Bye-bye. Thanks.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.